0: to ill-equipped history. I'm Emily, your host for this week, and my beautiful co-host Morgan is with us. Hello. (laughs) And we are two women who are completely unqualified to talk about history who are gonna do it anyway. Uh, So come join us for a fun story today.
1: All right. Also, I don't sound like death this week. My sinuses have finally cleared up. (laughs)
0: Yay! <laughs> and mine are coming in, oh. so it was my turn. So, if I sound a little snotty today, that was, uh,
1: I don't know, Mother Nature's
0: fault. Mm-hmm. So, let's get into let's it. Let's do it. How are you doing today?
1: I'm good. i have on my third cup of tea. I read a book. I already ate my dinner. I'm ready to go.
0: Productive day. Productive day. I got the kids asleep and in bed before we even started this, so there's not going to be any... Pitter patter for me to edit out later.
1: That's very impressive. It's a good day.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, so let's get into it. The year is 1904, and the sweltering August sun is bearing down on the onlookers of the Francis Olympic Field Stadium. They had waited hours to see who the winner of this historic event will be, and it's nearing the end.
1: Who do you think will win? My bet was on Sam Miller. He did win the Boston Marathon last year.
0: Miller. Well, if you want to lose your money, that's how you do it. My bet's on Fred Lors. He's got some great potential and a nice butt, too.
1: Lors? hell, my grandmother is faster than him and has a better butt.
0: Look, someone is An heard. American blind! An American!
1: It's Fred Lores!
0: Doors,
1: you know get what? your dancing shoes on. We're going out tonight. Told you. Hold on. Something ain't right about this man. He's hardly even dirty. What?
0: You gonna say something about your grandma again because
1: your grandma can kiss my... He's an imposter. I saw him get out of an automobile. A shoot. A fraud. Liar. Throw out. him off the stage. His ass. Arrest him. Kill him. You were saying... Damn it. a good one. I broke Emily. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Morgan, what is it we're talking about today?
1: It sounds it know? sounds like some kind of race is going on at an Olympic stadium.
0: What we are talking about today is the 1904 Olympic marathon, specifically the marathon that happened during that Olympics um in St. Louis, Missouri, and I would like to preface this by saying it was a fleet shit show.
1: <laughs> it was in St. Louis. Sorry, St. Louis. <laughs> in
0: 1904, and it was the first Olympics held on American soil, and they fucked it up. <laughs> I was laughing so hard reading most of
1: this stuff I have tears in my eyes already so I'm ready for this
0: (laughs) that scene gave me life okay so where was it As we said, it was in St. Louis, Missouri, um, at the Francis Olympic Field. Now, this field had just been built specifically for the Olympics. You know, the Olympics, they typically build new buildings for that reason. Mm -hmm. Um, And this one is actually, it's kind of nice to hear that they built something for the Olympics and didn't just abandon it like they kind of do nowadays. But it is now sitting on the Washington University campus. And it was named after David R. Francis, who was a former Missouri governor and president of the organizing committee for those Olympic Games. All right. And it's still in use today. They use it for campus, you know, tracks and stuff. So it's got a track in the middle of it. And then, you know, they use it for stuff like that. The marathon was on August the 30th in 1904. And this Olympics was a little different than the others for the sole reason that it wasn't just the Olympics. Another event was going on at the same time, the Louisiana Purchase Exposition, also known as the 1904 World's Fair, and they kind of mashed the two together. Mm -hmm. So at the same time you're having the World's Fair, you're having the first Olympics on American soil, which you'd think would just make it this huge event, which it was, but the problem was is that the World's Fair overshadowed the Olympics. The people cared more about the World's Fair than the Olympics. Yeah, the
1: World's Fairs were big deals.
0: Yeah, and it didn't carry the grandeur of the two previous Olympics that were in other countries. Okay. So getting into a little bit about the other things of the olympics first and who put on the race the man responsible for designing the course was james e sullivan and he was the head of the physical culture department for the world's fair can i cut in which really quick turn yes
1: yes and monsters incorporated the main character's name is james p sullivan i just thought that was weird sorry continue
0: I'm never going to watch Monsters Eight the same again because this guy sucks so bad. I've literally titled this section The Worst Person Ever.
1: Oh, no. Sorry. That's okay.
0: So. Continue. Poor Sully. So he intended. The games to showcase the, and I'm quoting this, white American excellence. Oh. Um. Mm-hmm. Through a series of events that were extremely racist called the Anthropology Days. All of this is super cringe and I hate it, but I just wanted to put the information out there because I didn't want to just ignore it.
1: Yeah. Um. I wish you guys could... But this guy s- sucks. I wish you guys could see in my face because it is... Smelled like four week old milk. Like, yeah, ew, this is like, gross.
0: Stank face. It's super gross. The anthropology days were basically three days where they took non white competitors and had them play sports that they had never done before to quote, flaunt their athletic inferiority to the world. Um, it's gross. Um, it's a lot of gross. Um, uh, the headline. In the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, headlined it as "Barbarians Meet the Athletic Games." What?
1: Disgusting. What? Yes.
0: What? Now I know this was 1904, but but it doesn't make it right. Uh, Mm-mm. Sullivan claimed that the marathon would be used as evidence of racial superiority, even though not like 80 percent of the runners were white so like it, like, it just it,
1: it and i'm sorry like going back to what you said earlier having a bunch of people do something that they've never done before or have never trained in to show like oh look at these guys over here like that that isn't like you're purposely it pisses you
0: off doesn't you're
1: purposefully putting yeah. them in a position where they're going to look like they're not good at something when they've never trained in it before how how well are you going to do this thing that you've never done before—the very first time—in front of
0: yeah. oh, how it was all just people. to make him look bad. Literally, that's all it was for.
1: Yeah, this guy fucking sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah, he does. I told you, he's the he worst, the person, worst person, ever. person ever. And in a book, and this guy actually had something to do with the race. He was one of the physicians who rode in a car. Who will we'll look into that in a minute. But he was assisting one of the runners, and he wrote in his book named The Olympic Games 1904, which was a very original title, that the marathon established, quote, the stamina of the Caucasian race and the superior distance running powers. And the book didn't even talk about the fact that, like, what we'll get into in a minute, that two of the finishers were the first two black contestants to actually participate in the Olympics. They finished, and they they did a good job, and it didn't even, like, mention them. Wow. Because, you know, people suck sometimes. <laughs> oh. uh, it's cringy, isn't it? It's
1: really cringy, like... I have a lot of thoughts that I won't get into right now. Continue.
0: <laughs> Me too. That was the shit part of this. Now we're going to get into the fun part of this.
1: Okay. Okay. That's past us. So,
0: I just wanted to get that out of the way. So, who competed? 32 men total. And of those 32 men, only 14 finished and one was disqualified. Only, uh, three of them
1: Only 14 finished. Out of, you said yeah. 38? 32. 32. Total shit show. <laughs> that's that's um, less than
0: half. <laughs> I know. And one was disqualified. <laughs> oh um, three of them were Boston Marathon winners, like previous Boston Marathon winners. None of those Boston Marathon winners even finished the race finished really they didn't even make it back to the (laughs) stand none of them what (laughs) I know and a lot of those Boston Marathon winners were you know a lot of them were bet to win yeah they already
1: won a marathon the Boston
0: Marathon the Boston Marathon which is not a small feat no it's not a Um, 10 yeah yeah 10 were Greeks who had never run a marathon most of the athletes were middle distance specialists and novelists and like I said earlier the first two black contestants were in this race. Now I forgot to write it down specifically but not a lot of countries participated in this one because I think of global economy not economy but global um, well, I guess economics. Yeah just Shit was going down in the world, yeah. and not a lot of countries could come and participate. So, we've got participants from the US, France, Cuba, Greece, South Africa, and it looks like that's oh, Great Britain, and I think that's it, Canada. Wow, that's sorry, Canada. <laughs> that's not a lot. No, it's really not, and <laughs> it is a
1: lot of white, predominantly white countries yeah
0: yeah even um the ones from south africa one of those contestants Bertie harris he was white mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. so i mean it was just a racist race
1: yeah
0: horrible okay so let's go over um a few of the contestants i couldn't find information on every single one but let's talk about who we do know about so frank pierce He was the first Native American to compete in the Olympics. Get it. Fred Lores, who we've already heard from once. He was a bricklayer by trade and had finished in the top five at the previous two Boston Marathons. Okay. John Lorden, he was the 1903 Boston champ. He was Irish born, but running for the United States. Thomas Hicks was a professional clown. Second place winner in the Boston Marathon right. the year prior. Speedy
1: clown. <laughs>
0: he was And um, I think the funniest thing about this is that they knew he was a clown when he was running, but they kept saying that he was the one that looked the most serious. He just deadpanned the whole time he was ready. I don't think he cracked a smile once.
1: It's a serious business. (laughs) Like
0: enough for them to like say something about it.
1: He knows how to compartmentalize. Clowning is clowning. (laughs) He does. He does not clown on the marathon at all.
0: He he wasn't clowning around that day. (laughs) Okay, I'll stop. Um, Arthur Newton... He had won bronze the day before in steeplechase. Please don't ask me what steeplechase is.
1: Steeplechase is (laughs) the the horse race.
0: (laughs) Oh, God. Thank you. Okay. Uh, I forgot to look it up. And Sam Meller, whom, again, we heard from previously in our skit, he was the 1902 Boston Marathon champ. So he had won two years prior. And he was a pre-race favorite. In addition to his Boston win, he podiumed there in 1901 and 1903. And he'd won the Pan American Exposition Marathon in 1901 in 104 degree heat. Oh, God. Yeah, that's hot. Yeah, That's really hot. So, of course, he was a pre-race favorite. Uh, William Garcia was from San Francisco. That's all we know about him. Yeah. <laughs> Albert Corey was French-born a uh, U.S. representing marathoner, and he worked at a slaughterhouse. All right. Lynn Tanyane and Jean Machiani were the two South African black contestants. They were from the Tswana tribe, and this was their first marathon. They were the only black athletes to represent that nation until 86 years
1: what? later.
0: What? Yeah. Wow. So, the the South Africans were only sending white contestants until 86 That's years. That's
1: 1990. Yeah. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. They had no formal racing training experience or anything. And they were only at the St. Louis World's Fair participating in the Boer War exhibition. Okay. And they arrived at the start line barefoot.
1: All right. That's confidence.
0: And then there's Adrian Felix Carvajal, whom I would like to point out is my favorite person. Okay. He's my favorite. Um, He is a Cuban mailman who arrived at the race in a long sleeve shirt, hat, pants, heavy shoes, and a big old mustache. (laughs) I mean, this mustache is beautiful. (laughs) Absolutely gorgeous. Carvajal had raised the money for his journey to America by running exhibitions in cuba but after <laughs> he had a layover in new orleans and he gambled all of his money away oh no so he just he just hitchhiked the rest of the way to st louis He
1: barely made it he barely <laughs> he got to new orleans uh-huh and it was like and all right. he
0: was favored to win he was also favored to that win. That mustache. Um, somebody felt really bad for him and helped him cut off his pants into jeans. Because we'll get into the race details in a minute, but it was 90 degrees that day. Oh. And he showed up in a long sleeve shirt and long pants and heavy shoes. And th- is that mustache not beautiful?
1: Oh, I see it. Sorry, I can't see anything. I have to zoom in. That, that is quite the mustache. And I see it's quite like, a his little pants that
0: work. His little pants that they cut, and he's got his his sleeves rolled up to his elbows. He... I mean, at least at least it looks like a flowy shirt.
1: Is he wearing stockings underneath his pants? Absolutely. Wow. He he looks.
0: And you'll you'll <laughs> you'll know why he's my favorite later. Okay. But one little fun fact: he was favored to win, and he kept stopping to talk to people during the race. <laughs> He was so charismatic.
1: What a what a friendly guy. I love him. He's just like, yeah, I'm here to run. I'm here to talk. I'm here to have a good time. Gamble all my money away. I'm just you here know. to
0: have a good time. So, race details. The race was 24.85 miles. So, 40 Cordy. 40
1: kilometers. 40 kilometers. <laughs>
0: Uh, Words are hard. 26.2 miles didn't become the standard until 1921. So they just kind of got to, I guess, make up how long it was. The worst person in the world designed the track. So we'll blame him for it being too short. So what they did was they did five laps around the track in the stadium first. And then they were to follow some country roads. And then it ended up it kind of went through town a little bit and then it came back around on this course there were seven hills varying from 100 to 300 feet tall two big hills which just sounds like it sucks yeah those are
1: big hills big hills
0: and i'll just go ahead and get into the issues with the race
1: what issues with this race no (laughs) bitch
0: get ready buckle up (laughs) Remember that mud run we did?
1: I I was actually just thinking I think of I it. would
0: I think I would do that about five times before I ran this oh my race.
1: Oh gosh. Even that hill.
0: I would do that. <laughs> that was a shitty hill. <laughs> and I would do it with the stomach bug that I had during that race again. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but anywho. Wow. So the issues with the race, they were on dusty country roads. Mm-hmm. They had vehicles at the beginning of the race and at the end so kind of flanking the the runners but the vehicles were just kicking up dirt and dust into the runners faces while they're running oh no the late start time which i didn't say they didn't start till 3 (gasps) p.m in the heat of the day
1: what what when did this happen again what month was this in August. Oh no. August. In Saint Louis.
0: Ninety degrees in Saint Louis. That
1: sounds like the worst thing at ever. At 3 PM. Oh God. Like And do you do you,
0: do you think they roped off the roads? <laughs> Abso fucking not. <laughs> These people were having to run past people walking their dogs. They were avoiding traffic, delivery wagons, trains, trolleys. Oh my god. You know, Vanguard on horsemen. Like, and, just, and potholes Became a game of frogs and, and then right behind them were like journalists and doctors and supporting team
1: and stuff kicking up even more I'm dirt i'm just imagining like journalists like jogging alongside the runners like okay now he uh, he's moved up to fifth place and now he's moved back to third place <laughs> Oh my, that's
0: pretty much what it was like. That was just a shit show. And then the worst part was the dickhead Sullivan that we talked about earlier. He wanted to test his theory of purposeful dehydration. He thought that eating and drinking during a marathon would only upset tummies. So they put one water station right smack in the middle. Oh
1: my God. At
0: mile 12. Oh my God. Of 24. It was one water station.
1: Oh my God.
0: And no one was allowed to give them any water or food or anything.
1: Oh my God. That sounds so awful. These poor men.
0: Right. Give, give me that mud run five times.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was so I mean, bad. Well, at least there was shade when we walked and there wasn't dust being. Like, we didn't, weren't breathing yeah. in dust. <laughs>
0: The worst part was that hill. And they had seven hills. I figured the best way to do this, because we got a lot of players in this, is just we're going to go, you know, not mile by mile, but kind of close to Okay. Okay. So, at 3.03 p.m., David R. Francis fires the starting gun. Okay. And they're off. So, lap one, Frank Pierce briefly took the front. And he was followed by Arthur Newton, Thomas Hicks, and Sam Miller. So a lot of those big key key names that we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. By lap three, Fred Lors took the lead. Close behind him, John Lorden began vomiting and walked off the track as the first DNF of the race.
1: Oh, oh man.
0: At lap, lap three. Lap, f- lap three. I, what? He didn't even make it out, out of the stadium. Play? And... Yeah, but he was one of the ones that, if I remember right, was a Boston Marathon champ. In lap three, he was like, I'm out. Wow. Yeah. At lap five, Hicks overtook Lors to lead them out of the stadium and onto the dirt roads. So we've got Hicks and then Lores and then a couple of those other people. Okay. I mean, I don't know exactly where everyone was. Because it was 1904 and we don't know everything. Mm -hmm. But this is pretty good. So at mile three, Newton held fifth. Hicks had fallen back to seventh. Albert Corey was in ninth. Lynn Quignane and Jean Machiani were close behind that. So probably 10th, 11th, 11th, 12th, something like that. At mile six, Newton led. Meller second. Lors and Felix, most of the sites that I read called him Felix. So we're calling him Felix. Carve a hall following. And by mile 10, Lors, remember Mm -hmm. this, Lors got muscle cramps and flagged down a car, which probably had his coach in, for a ride back to Francis Field. Okay. In in my guess, Lors was like, never mind, I can't do this. Just take me back to the field. Uh, Whatever. Felix Carvajal, my favorite, stopped for a snack, and apparently, <laughs> during this, spectators wouldn't give him some of the peaches that they had, so he just like ran up and like playfully like stole them <laughs> out of the, <laughs> which is like ha I've taken those. But it wasn't enough, <laughs> so he ran into a field and ate some apples out of an orchard. It's a hungry man. But the apples were rotten. And he got stomach cramps and he laid down for a nap. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little nappy nap.
1: This is why Dickhead didn't want anyone to eat food. (laughs) Because stomach cramps. I know. Don't prove it right.
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Okay, so that was mile 10. Mile 12. Remember, this is where the only water Mm -hmm. station is. Meller was leading, and Newton and Hicks were following. So Meller, I remember he was one Mm -hmm. of the favorites, was slowing to combat the cramps that he was Mm -hmm. having. Another account claimed that he thought he had taken a wrong turn and had worn himself out running backwards Uh on the course, like trying to, you know, figure out where he was because
1: they didn't rip that shit
0: off. He soon dropped out of the race where Hicks took the lead. So Hicks took the lead at mile 16 with Newton trailing. And this is just so sad to me because poor Hicks, he's four miles past the only water station. He had two trainers following Mm -hmm. him in a car. And you can see in the little picture, this is him running with his two trainers running next to him in full suits. Mind you, they're just running in suits. He was begging them for water, Aww. begging them for a drink, and they wouldn't give it to him. So instead, they gave him a sponge bath. They were like sponging his shoulders and his mouth.
1: I was just, is like, just a tease. Just I don't know. <laughs> give me that water.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> <urgh>. <laughs> like a dog, just shook it. <laughs>
1: oh, that's so sad. Oh, um,
0: I know but they're near in the end, okay, yeah. right? Okay. At mile 19, William Garcia in fourth place collapsed. Oh, no. This is terrifying because he was on the side of the road and he began to cough <gasps> up blood and passed oh, out no. before being discovered and taken to the hospital where he had to have surgery due to a dust-lined esophagus and a torn stomach <gasps> lining, due to the hours of running in the heat, dehydrated. Oh my God. This man almost died. Had no one found he would him, would have died. Um, I think one of the, one of the sources said that I think another hour, he oh would have my died.
1: God.
0: Yeah, thankfully no one did die in this. race.
1: I cannot race, believe but he came I the cannot believe no one died in this race. Me, too.
0: Now, meanwhile, this is mile 19. At about that time, Lors, remember, he was living his best Mm -hmm. life in the car. He's headed back to the stadium. He decides he's feeling a little better. He's not having so many cramps. This motherfucker gets out of the car after he just rode 11 miles and decides to finish the race on (laughs) foot. And runs the rest of the way to the stadium. Oh my God. <laughs> Finishing the race in about three hours, something. I'll get into his exact okay. time. No one's, well, I think one person sees him get out of the car and tells him to like stop racing, but he's just like, nah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna do what I want. And he just finishes the race. So everybody in the stadium, they don't see him because they're running on back roads, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. basically. So he is this is our scene at the beginning he is on stage with alice roosevelt the first daughter of the united states about to like crown him the victor when a spectator yells that that he had been seen getting out of a car and he tried to like defend his victory as a joke that he wasn't Going to actually take the win. He was gonna, he was just going along and it was ha ha, funny, funny. Bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> Total bullshit. I'm so glad we said that <laughs> at the same time. But this earned himself a lifetime ban <laughs> from marathon yeah, running.
1: He cheated so much.
0: <laughs> like, cheated so hard. Okay, so mile 20. Four miles away from the end, uh, while Lors was being publicly mm-hmm. shamed, <laughs> Hicks Hicks was leading but having a really yeah, bad Hicks. time. I know he's thirsty. Give the man water. His trainers gave him a combination of egg whites and one milligram of Strike Nine sulfite sulfate. Ew. I think that's how you Ew. say that. Which made Hicks. Be the first person in the Olympics to take a performance-enhancing drug. <laughs> Lots of firsts in this race. Or he did it
1: while racing.
0: <laughs> yeah. In high doses,
1: <laughs> this is rat poison. Oh, my God. Because I feel like I've heard in of strychnine before. Yeah,
0: Strachonine.
1: That's yeah. rat
0: poison. In, in low doses, it's a stimulant. Oh, man. And it's currently banned by the World Anti-Doping Agency. Yeah. So at mile 20, he drinks egg whites and the strike nine. It makes
1: my stomach hurt just thinking about it. I know. Like you're dying of thirst. You get egg whites. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, gross. I know.
0: Like the, sorry, the consistency. (laughs) (laughs) Mixed with God knows what that tastes like.
1: Oh, man.
0: Okay. It gets worse. Oh, God. Hicks was continuing, but he was still, still on the struggle bus yeah. due to the two mile hill to get back to the stadium. Oh. So they gave him a second dose oh no, and a shot of brandy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to let you drink any water, which is what you've been begging for. But here are some egg whites and liquor. And some rat poison. <laughs> Good luck, buddy. Oh my god. <laughs> We're just gonna get
0: you all stimulated and drunk.
1: <laughs> I tears you're in my win. eyes. What the fuck? <laughs> I know. So
0: the poor guy at about mile twenty to twenty-two, one of the sources said that he started to hallucinate and he thought he had twenty more miles left oh, in the race. Man. And he was panicking. <laughs>
1: Are you crying? That poor poor man. Oh God. Bless I, his know. Heart.
0: I felt so bad. While we're laughing. I feel bad. But, oh, man. <laughs> um, okay. So at the finish line, Hicks won. Okay. And I feel like after all that, he deserves he really to. Did. But his trainers pretty much had to carry him over the line. And he was like doing a little shuffle. He could barely carry himself. Oh,
1: that's so sad.
0: His legs were just like shuffling back and forth while his trainers like Held him put him up over right. the finish yeah. line. Yeah, he won, but this is the slowest winning marathon time in Olympic history. (laughs) And it's slowest by 30 minutes. Wow. Yeah. He lost eight pounds (gasps) during the race. And it took an hour and four doctors to get him well enough to just leave the ground. Oh my
1: God. Eight. Yeah.
0: Eight hours or eight pounds. He lost eight eight
1: pounds in a day.
0: In three and a half hours.
1: Wait, it took him three and he a half hours to run 24 miles? 24 miles. Holy shit. That's still like way faster than I can run 24 miles. <laughs> it takes me 13 minutes. You won't minutes. Catch me. It takes me 13 minutes to go one mile.
0: <laughs> I get winded going up the stairs. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm too thick for this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you could run a 24-mile marathon in 90-degree heat in St. Louis with no water, and you'd lose so much weight. (laughs) Kill yourself to lose weight. (laughs) (laughs) So, Charles Lucas,
0: a race official, said about Hicks, "Um, his last two miles, his eyes were dull, lusterless. The ashen color of his face and skin had deepened. His arms appeared as weights tied down. He could scarcely lift his legs while his knees were almost stiff.
1: Oh my God, this poor guy. This
0: man was on the brink of death. And honestly, it was the best thing that, that ever happened to him that the race was two miles shorter than it should have been. Yeah. I would like to add that at some point, Lin Kuan was chased a mile off course by wild dogs. And he still finished ninth. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I just don't know at what point that happened. Yeah. So I'm just adding it at the end. Um, Wow. But he was chased a mile off course. So let's get into some finishing times. Now, Fred Lors finished in three hours and 13 minutes. Wow. Okay. Now remember, he was riding 11 miles in
1: a car. Yeah.
0: Thomas Hicks finished in three hours 28 minutes and 53 seconds. Lors only beat Hicks by 15 minutes
1: in a car. What a trooper Thomas Hicks is.
0: I mean, can we give him a round of applause? So Albert Corey, he finished, he was second place. He finished in three hours, 34 minutes and 52 seconds. Arthur Newton, United States finished three hours, 47 minutes, 33 seconds. Now, remember Mr. Felix Carvajal? Mm-hmm. He took a little nappy nap. Yeah,
1: after eating rotten apples.
0: He finished fourth. <laughs> <laughs> that nap really did wonders. <laughs> <I can't. laughs>
1: Oh, I can't. <laughs> I
0: know. Now, <laughs> I wish I could tell you what his runtime was, but according to the sources, they either didn't write down the rest of the finishing times, or they've just kind of been lost to history. Okay. So only Lors, Hicks, Corey, and Newton—the the top three and the disqualified—were were documented really. Okay. But uh, Lin Tuan Yan finished ninth. And Jean Machiani, are two only black contestants, finished and they got ninth and twelfth. Good for them. Hey, they finished and that's a feat in itself. Yeah. And one of them got chased off course
1: by dogs. For a mile. <laughs> for a mile and then had to like come back around. God, And you can imagine like having a run to like outrun wild dogs. Like, this man was sprinting. <laughs> like, knees no. to chest, running, <laughs> to chest. getting the fuck out of there. And he's still finishing <laughs> ninth <laughs> place.
0: Yeah. Most of these people didn't even finish at all. Yeah.
1: Less than half actually finished.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. So, do you want to hear about the aftermath? Uh,
1: Yes. Please tell me about the aftermath.
0: Because uh, this race turned some heads. So, Mm. two days after the marathon, the St. Louis Post-Dispatch dubbed it a, quote, man-killer event and reported that Olympic Committee members were calling for its removal. Sullivan... Old Shitty Sullivan himself turned on the event that he put together, and publicly stated that quote a twenty five mile run is asking too much of the human endurance. This shithead,
1: I he he had this whole thing about this will be the the demonstration of the white. What the fuck was it? Like the white endurance or whatever and white superiority and yeah. athletics. And he was like, uh, twenty-five miles. That's too much. It's too
0: much.
1: You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of the Fire Festival.
0: <laughs> Wait. Which
1: The Fire Festival? Oh my god. We need to cover that in talking a, about? we need to cover that in an episode. It was this Festival for a bunch of like influencers and wealthy elites and it was a shit show.
0: Oh no, no no, I remember that. And they like had no food and it was horrible and it was supposed to be on like this island or something like that. Yeah, and then the,
1: the creator of it was like, What? Oh it sucks. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> That's what, what it reminded me <laughs> of. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, no, you're right. I know what you're talking about. I'm not really good at names, so it's okay. Do you want to know one more shitty thing about Mr. Sullivan? Oh
1: God! Why he was
0: also an outspoken misogynist. Of course. And he as was. the, because <laughs> why not?
1: Add one um, more. And as the head. <laughs> I was gonna say add one more cherry on here, the shit cake. <laughs> <laughs> the shit Sunday. That's um... <laughs> I couldn't think of it, and I was like, "Shit, shit, shit, <laughs> cake." <laughs> Have you seen, um,
0: what's the movie? Is it The Help, where she makes that shit? Pop? Yes,
1: I, iconic. So I iconic. love,
0: love that movie. I do too. Okay, but he was also a misogynist, mm-hmm. and as the head of the U.S. Olympic Committee in the next Olympics in 1908. He was able to ban American women from competing in the Olympic Games.
1: What? But like women from other countries competed, right? I think so. That doesn't... (laughs) What a shit stain this guy. (laughs) He's literally the scum. He is the the streak on a pair of Gross unwashed undies <laughs> from a guy who he does was... not wipe his ass. <laughs> it's all
0: so my son while potty training. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that that is this guy, that little shit streak yeah. on Paw Patrol underwear.
0: He was that underwear I threw
1: away yes, <laughs> a lot. <yes. laughs>
0: Um, I would like to say that the race was not canceled, mm-hmm. and in 1908, there was only one returning competitor from the 1904 Olympics Marathon, and that was Sidney Hatch, and he finished eighth All right. in 1904. He was the only one to be like, let's go again.
1: That was fun <laughs> the last time. Let's do it again.
0: Yeah, everyone else was like, fuck this. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I do know a little bit about the ongoing lives of some of the people. So Hicks ran marathons for the next five years. Good for him. Tuanyin and Mashiani practically disappeared from recorded history after that race. So I don't think they ran another one. I know. Corey raced annually in an early iteration of the Chicago Marathon. And won in 1908.
1: Get it. Good for him. Yeah.
0: Uh, Newton competed in his third event of the games four days later, taking gold in a four-mile team race that fielded just two teams. All right. So I guess there wasn't a lot of competition. (laughs) Corey claimed another silver on the losing squad. Okay.
1: So I guess they raced against each other again.
0: Against each other. Okay. Yeah. And Lore's lifetime ban lasted, how long do you think?
1: I don't, I don't know, like one day, I don't know.
0: It was less than a year. He won the next Boston Marathon, oh the 1905 Boston Marathon. Do they keep an- Hopefully not in a car I was this about
1: time. to say, did they keep an eye on him this time and make sure he didn't ride I most of it in a car? So.
0: <laughs> I hope so. And Carvajal- Yeah. Mr. Felix, my favorite, that handsome devil. (laughs) Carvajal continued to travel for marathons. And in 1905, he returned to St. Louis to take third in the inaugural All-Western Marathon. In 1906, the Cuban government sent him to Greece for an Olympics-adjacent marathon, only for him to disappear on his way there in Italy. (laughs) Oh, God. After being presumed dead... (gasps) Complete with newspaper obituaries, he reappeared in Havana several months later and continued his racing career. He just, he just took a little sabbatical and just showed up
1: back in Cuba. Like, surprise, I'm back.
0: Hello. Thanks for the
1: vacation, Cuban government.
0: I love this man. He's just out here doing
1: whatever the hell he wants. I can't. What an icon. (laughs) Truly icon. (laughs) Truly. Oh, man. I mean, oh my god. (laughs) Oh, man. This was great.
0: And that's all I have. I loved, I was laughing so hard doing the research for
1: this. This was wild. (laughs) This was so crazy. Thank you for covering this topic.
0: (laughs) You're, You're... Welcome, you're welcome, audience. I hope this was a good one for y'all.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Uh. We both have had tears in our eyes like most of this episode. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It
0: was such a shit show.
1: <laughs> you know what? Like, I'm uh. glad that there is a committee to ensure that. Athletes are safe, but yes. oh my god! Can you imagine watching this go down
0: <laughs> on, TV, on TV? Like if this, like if this happened at current times, someone just got out of a car and like ran to the finish line. One guy gets someone's chased like,
1: by dogs. Another guy is doing shots of brandy and rat poison and being dragged across the finish line. <laughs> And he's the winner.
0: (laughs) And he's drug across. Like, that can't even be... Like an actual win. I don't think he went under his own power, but at that point they were like,
1: just let him win. He's just a shell of a man at this point, please. He thinks he has 20 He, m- did he thinks he has 20 more miles to go. Please just let him. He lost eight
0: pounds. He probably looked like the grandma in Spongebob asking for oh, chocolate.
1: What? Chocolate? <laughs> oh, what is this, egg whites? Give me some water. Don't just sponge me. She is a sponge. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Can't breathe. (laughs) 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 Oh. (laughs)
0: well if you uh if you want to hear more stories like this keep listening or if you have yeah keep listening or if you have any more stories that uh will make us cry laugh, please send them to our email or comment on instagram
1: (laughs) our instagram Um, (laughs) is ill-equipped history and our email is ill-equipped history at gmail.com. No spaces, no dashes. Sorry. I just wanted
0: to <laughs> We're gonna have to get off here so I can like
1: breathe. Thanks for listening. Okay, bye! bye.